I need. I just need to. I just need to read you this first paragraph that I turned to of uh, chapter twelve. Chapter twelve in the novelization of Men in Black Two. <laughs> A hit novel. As the novelization yes. of Men in Black Two. As the greatest uh, police officer in the world, uh, Detective T. Thunderbird. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Jack Jeeb's pawn shop was a crummy place on a crummy corner in one of the crummier parts of the city. If the whole package were any crummier, it would have been a Krispy Kreme donut franchise after Godzilla stomped the place flat. And that's it. What? <laughs> that's the description of Jack Jeeb's pawn shop. show on the planet the best podcast of all time featuring the two best damn men in the universe baby and i am talking about he the b to the l-a-k-e that's right it's blake Ta-da! and over there the man who's gonna have to edit out all of those fucking mic pops <laughs> is the s Woo! the best scotty moore the best. Simply the ass, better than half of the rest. Oh, you could have just gone and said the rest. Go for broke. (laughs) No, dude, like half the rest is gonna show up and be like, "Nah, bro, you ain't shit compared to me." But I, bro, did you did you step, bro? (laughs) Bro, did you step? I think I could take on half half of the rest, but not all of the rest. It's just a dude that doesn't have any legs, and he comes walking in on his arms. He's just a torso man. He's literally half of the rest. Yep. Oh. Yeah, when I said... And he still manages to choke you out. When I said a half of the rest, I didn't mean, like, half the number. I meant all of the rest sliced in twain. (laughs) So what So what were you saying before I interrupted you? Oh, I I got a, I got a match on Tinder earlier Ooh! today, and I would like to read her uh, her bio. Okay. I I don't have to tell you my name is Allison because you can already see that. Says the profile with the name Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a feeling this person's not real. Oh, I don't know. She she sent me to this uh, real great uh, fatpeoplefuckmeat.com. dot <laughs> Is it literally I don't know why I said fat people. <laughs> it's like, welcome to fatpeoplefuckme.com. I also, I'm so sorry. I, I just felt like I needed an extra qualifier. <laughs> no, I love that. I feel really bad. No, it gets better because in my head, meat is spelled M-E-A-T. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to fatpeoplefuckmeat.com. <laughs> Oh, Meet. Jesus Christ. What have I done? Meet Bertha. She's got a penchant for steak and love in her eyes on fatpeoplefuckmeat.com. <laughs> Damn it. I just don't... We can't use fatpeoplefuckmeat as the title. No. Oh, God, no, please. 
You did this. Uh, you brought this upon us. Uh, just okay. This this episode's titled FPFM. FPFM dot com. You'll know what it means. Dot com. Oh my god, Ooh. that's great. Uh, Monthly subscription required. I like all. Well, all I do on Tinder now is I like every single person I come across just for the, like. Just to make me feel better about myself. That way I know everyone who likes me. And then most of the time it's fake accounts. And then I have a great time just trolling the fake accounts. <laughs> like uh, I used to have some of those good, good trolls saved. I like, well, the weird one is like, they're not even like sending me to like fat people fuck me anymore. They're sending me to like, they're like, hey, do you have like a snap code? Or not snap, like a fucking Tinder code. It's that what Tinder codes are so we don't get in trouble with this app. You go sign up to prove you're a real person. And that way we're both protected. And I couldn't help myself. I was just like, they were just like, do you have a, do you have a Tinder snap or whatever? It's to help protect us. And I'm like, from the vampires? The vampires. Sign up on this website and it'll help us. And you're like, yep, that code will help us from the vampires. <laughs> and then it finally, it finally came down to me just being like, I'm sorry, Caitlin, with the five separate pictures of different women. <laughs> all of which you claim to be you. I must admit to you the truth. I am a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Did you get a response? I knew you were one of them, you sick son of a bitch. I'm coming for you. I'm at your door right now. She's, a, no, she's like, she can fucking like meld. She can turn into different people. That's why all of her pictures are different. <laughs> it assists me in hunting so like, your kind. She's just a shapeshifter that's hunting vampires? Yes. What world have we created? Through Tinder. <laughs> uh, we've created a pretty damn good movie. Speaking yep. of movies, what is this you were telling me about pancake movies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Because I asked you, as I do every Thursday, oh, fuck, we have no idea, so what are we going to talk about? And all you sent back was movies about pancakes. And the weird part was... I sat back because I like I, had a, I was driving somewhere and I had a decent drive ahead of me, and so I was like, okay, I'll just try to figure out some movies that involve pancakes. Not a fucking one. Nothing came to mind. I was just like, I can't even think of a movie where pancakes are made. I have no idea where he's going with this, so I'm excited for this. <laughs> okay, so earlier today, sometimes I have these weird like nostalgia flashbacks to things that I remember when I'm really young. Yeah. And I'm, I just remembered there was this one fucking movie that was on and it was like, you know how the late 80s and the early and the mid and some of the late 90s were like, all of these movies with child actors are just going to be super big. Yeah. And there were so many movies with child actors doing like weird bullshit. Like, a, like heavyweights. Like heavyweights, like the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, like... Yes. Um, or like, you know, then even earlier they had the Sandlot and all yeah. that bullshit. I also like how you were just like, hey, you remember the late 80s from the two people born in 1993? 90s. 
I was talking about like the genre. Okay, yeah. Of movies. I I I got what you're saying, but still, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I remember so, when I was a sperm. <laughs> I wouldn't even have been one of those then, unless they saved me. <laughs> they knew. Oh. They were like, you, you are the one. You are the chosen one, Anakin. You will be my child. No, um, but I remember this one movie very fucking vividly. And by vividly, I only remember three things about it. One, it had a group of kids who broke into their neighbor's house because their neighbor had died and somehow become an Egyptian mummy. What? (laughs) And the mummy made pancakes. All right. Getting out the old keyboard here. And yep. we are gonna so fu- the first, so the f- mummy. I typed into Google pan- pancake pan- mummy movie. Pancake mummy movie. Would you say nineties, eighties? I don't know. Is it under wraps? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh is. my god! It was a Halloween movie. It's a Disney. It's a Disney Channel original movie. Holy shit! Where the fuck did I see this movie? Three 12-year-old kids discover a mummy in the basement of a dead man's house. Dead is in quotation marks. It comes <laughs> it comes alive due to the conjunction of the moonlight during that time of the month. I don't even think you really need that. This is a Disney channel. That time of the month. <laughs> during that time it's of his... the month? Well, this, it's his time of the, the month. The whole movie is a metaphor. Um, they're scared of him at first, but with time discover he is friendly, if clumsy and confused. The kids name the mummy Harold. Oh, fuck! Kid Harold. Uh, (laughs) shit. And decide he will temporarily take up residence in one kid's bedroom. Okay, that got weird. (laughs) After paying a visit to their Halloween-obsessed friend, Bruce... They discover that if the mummy is not put back in his coffin before midnight on Halloween, he will cease to exist. To be fair, it's like, <laughs> like, if they put him back in the coffin, they're not going to see him anymore. Or he'll they won't see him anymore if he ceases to exist. This is a straight up lose-lose. Uh, I think it, it's maybe it's one of those like Frosty the Snowman situations where it's like he can only come out for a certain time, yeah. but as long as he get back, gets back in before Halloween, because I, it doesn't. This is fucking subjective. This time is subjective as shit. It's like don't feed the gremlins before midnight or after midnight. It's always after. Motherfucker, it's always after it midnight. Unless it is exactly midnight, it is never not after midnight. Yep. Uh, unless you pull some bullshit on me where it's like. After, like, day midnight, where noon is day midnight, morning midnight. Oh, yeah, all right. Mid, yeah. Oh, well, oh. Is that fucking how midday works? It gets better. This plot summary gets... However, the sarcophagus of the mummy is in the hands of the, quotation marks, dead man, known as Mr. Cubat, who feigned his death to avoid paying taxes? What kind of shit is this for a child movie? I don't remember this shit at all. Oh, it gets better. <clears throat> Upon finding out that the mummy has escaped, escaped is in quotation marks for no apparent reason, from the <laughs> coffin, he orders his henchmen to look for the mummy and bring it back in time. Oh, bring it back in time. Okay. Oh. I was just like, did they just put time travel in this shit? I have so many questions. Marty, we've got to take <laughs> this mummy back in time. 
Like, why does the tax-dodging old man who faked his death have a henchman? Why does he have a mummy? Well, yeah. Why does he own a mummy in his basement? <laughs> I love the first question was, why are there henchmen? And not, why is there a desecrated corpse in his fucking basement? <laughs> oh, here's why he has the mummy. He is selling it to an interested buyer. On <sighs> Okay, on top of that... This is, this is my favorite part, because, like, you know, like, when you read a plot summary on Wikipedia, they're very thorough. Like, they're usually very intense about what they describe. Uh, here is the rest, literally the rest of the summary of the movie. On top of that, there are a few obstacles that follow by. For one thing, Harold's unusual appearance may attract unwanted attention as Halloween night draws closer. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they find out that Harold used to be in love with another mummy who comes alive at the end. Oh, fuck me running. We got a love story here. <laughs> no, that's the rest of the plot. That is the whole plot. We don't get the actual ending of it. We don't understand anything other than, oh, Harold used to fuck a mummy. Fuck another mummy. You know what? I remember. I remember the mummy, the female mummy love story now that I think about it. Because in the end, I think they're like, they laid them together in their sarcophaguses side by side. And it's really sweet. Oh, that's sweet. And then they take this an movie axe is... to them. <laughs> this has a 95-minute running time. What? I'm going to casually pull up, like, dude, Disney Channel original movies were all fucking weird. Good yeah, God. I just pulled up a few that are related to that. And, of course, we have such great ones as um, Mo- <laughs> Mom's on a Date with a Vampire, uh, Smart House, I remember that one, Luck of the Irish, I remember, and Johnny Tsunami. I remember Luck of the Irish and Johnny Tsunami. Can we discuss how fucking terrifying Harold the Zombie looks? Oh, like, fuck. this is not like a lovable zombie. This motherfucker looks horrifying. Let's see. Oh my god, the full movie is available on YouTube. We may have to do a a BS uh, riff tracks on Under Wraps. A BS riff tracks? Yeah, just not as... Not like we did Scooby-Doo, which is yet will never be released. Um, yeah, no, for th- I didn't even know we still had it. Oh, I don't. Oh, wait, I really oh. don't because our audio really wasn't synced well. Um, yeah, but oh. I don't even know if we've told this full story. On the podcast, because... This is a bad thing. It's <laughs> a bad thing. So... I sit... Oh, oh never mind. So, essentially, what had happened was, me and Blake had this great idea for all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash load of BS. Quick yes. plug, before the real plug happens later. Uh, which was to release kind of like mystery science theater style tracks you can play alongside real shitty movies... Except, like, instead of, like, in riff tracks where it's, like, very concentrated jokes and nothing but jokes, it would basically be just us shooting the shit over the movie. Um, and we made... It got bad. Well, we made the... Here's where... I think it would have been fine. And I think it still could possibly be fine. The problem is, we decided to make it a drinking game. And we decided to drink every time The Undertaker did something out of character, which... He does that a lot in Scooby-Doo movies featuring The Undertaker. Oh my god, it happened. 
it happened so much. But the best part was there was like a distinct swap over from where we were kind of like happy sober to where I've gone too far. <laughs> and you can hear it because there was like a four minute gap where I was like, you know what? You guys keep watching the movie. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom. Come back. And when I come back, I think my first words were just like, Blake, I love you so much, man. Blake, this is so, it's so happy we're getting to do this. And that's the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie was just me doing that. And Blake just. I couldn't hear the fucking movie at all. And Blake just being like, we've made a mistake. God. You know, I. I drank a lot of whiskey that night, and you drank more than I did. I drank whiskey bourbon. I think I had some Mike's Hard Lemonade. All I know is I'm really ha- At the end of the day, I'm kind of grateful for the experience because we can definitely go back and record it again without any expectation because I don't remember the movie. I don't. I will have no <laughs> jokes planned. I'll have nothing planned because I have no <laughs> idea what happened in that movie at all. That's wonderful. This is, you know what? I don't, I just don't remember the movie either. And I would really try to actually pay attention to the movie. (laughs) So I remember like it has a big twist ending and that's all I remember was the twist ending, which I don't even know if Um, you remember. You know what? Now that I think about it, it wasn't that much of a twist at all. (laughs) It was kind of just a plot point. It's like that's a there's a big reveal and you're like, yeah, I totally expected that. <laughs> Unlike fifty shots in Scotty, who went, Oh my god! It was them all along. They did it was them, Austin. It was, it was them, them all along. Yeah. It wasn't me though, strangely enough. You know how like you know how like if you watch, like, documentaries about rock stars, they'll have times mm-hmm. where they're just like, man, I, when I, it was really bad in 1986 when I was addicted to heroin, but I finally came off of it a year later. I feel like me and alcohol had that year last year, and this year is just my recovery year of, nah, man, I'm gonna be fine. I'm a gri- I've got the grizzled old leather skin of a rock star. <laughs> My face looks like nothing you've ever seen before. I'm just like, yeah, man, I used to really be into that, but it's cool now. Oh, your face just looks like you put on a leather mask. (laughs) It looks like Harold from Under Wraps' face. (laughs) God, it's so... And the worst thing is he's, like, fucking smiling. It's kind of a smile. It's kind of a wince (laughs) in pain. It's kind... It's... (laughs) See, the only, like, Disney Channel original movie that I remember that I really enjoyed actually and it's just because there was a one of the I loved one of the actors do you remember H.E. Double Hockey Sticks? Uh, I remember the general movie but I don't think I watched so, it a thousand times like I watched Smart House or Johnny Tsunami uh, I, well, I never actually got to see it oh my god it's based off an opera? <laughs> Oh my god, what? Yeah, H.E. Double Sticks is based off an opera. So, uh, basically, H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, if you didn't know, Blake, is how you can get away with saying hell. 
without any warning. Holy fucking shit, you have blown my goddamn mind, Scotty. <laughs> oh, I love you went through, like, the sea of profanity as you answered that. Um, <laughs> but you know what else is in H-E double hockey sticks? Hockey sticks. So why don't we just combine those two together and then throw in some kids from Boy Meets World and see what we get. Oh, did, like, the, uh... The, did the cast from H.E. Double Hockey Sticks eventually have to play the Mighty Ducks? No, oh, I wish they did. All right, let's uh. let's do a quick plot summary of this. Satan, first word in this Disney movie, <laughs> Satan, in the form of oh. Mrs. Beelzebub, sends apprentice demon Griffelkin, which is the name of the opera that it was based off of is Griffelkin, to Earth's surface to steal the soul of a hotshot young hotshot young hockey player named Dave, who aspires Dave, <laughs> just Dave, who aspires to be fucking Dave, the greatest hockey player who ever Dave! lived. Dave, who aspires to be the youngest man to ever win the Stanley Cup. The only reason I watched this is because Will Friedle was in it, and fuck, fuck, was Will Friedle the shit when I was a kid. Uh, Dave and Griffelkin reach a very specifically worded agreement whereby Dave's soul is forfeit in exchange for a Stanley Cup championship for the Delaware Demons, a thinly veiled <laughs> Delaware Demons, a thinly veiled version of the New Jersey Devils. Even the wiki is talking shit on the movie. Oh my god. Which is Dave's team at the time. After the deal is done, however, Griffelkin also arranges for Dave to be traded to the Annapolis Angels, the last place team in the league, allowing Griffelkin to fulfill his end of the bargain without actually allowing Dave to win the Stanley Cup. Oh Holy shit! shit. Griffelkin, you sassy whore. He later chooses to help Dave as revenge against Mrs. Beelzebub for her mean collapsible chair. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Alright, let me let me uh let me start that one back over. He later chooses to help Dave as revenge against Mrs. Beelzebub for her mean collapsible chair trick. <laughs> I love that the fucking devil <laughs> The devil <laughs> saying Satan who was played by Rhea Perlman. Uh, who was played by Danny DeVito's <laughs> wife. Yeah. All right. And because of his reformation, he chooses to side with good. C collapsible chairs! <laughs> and an angel named Gabrielle. Fuck. G Gabrielle? Tells... He just... Tells... Is it not Gabriel? No, it's Gabrielle. E-L-L-E. <laughs> Tells Griffelkin that Dave's soul can be saved if the Angels win the Stanley Cup. Oh my god, really? The Angels versus the Demons in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh. Uh, Dave then realizes that the only way to save his soul is to become a true team player and help his teammates improve enough to defeat the Demons in the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> Does it cue like this badass training montage? Uh, yeah, it actually says it in the wiki article right here. Cue badass training montage. The demons, <laughs> the demons lose the Stanley Cup. The Angels win, and the deal is off. Griffelkin decides to join Gabrielle, who tells him he has a few things he must do to earn his wings. Then Satan 
enraged at her defeat and at Griffelkin for helping Dave win, madly just goes back to hell in a fit of rage. <laughs> oh, I'm so pissed off Bye. now. Oh, I'm just so angry. I'm going to go back to H-E double hockey, hockey sticks. I'm sorry. I'm just looking over the cast list. You've got Griffelkin, Gabriel, Dave, Satan. And then, surprisingly, someone as Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I, uh, I want to watch this movie right? now. <laughs> I'm really pumped can about we, it. Can, can we just start a small, like, spinoff where we watch a bunch of Disney Channel original movies from this time period? Well, I think we can. And if you want to listen to those, head on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us some money. Give us at least a dollar and you will have access to the exclusive, hopefully gonna happen soon, BS versus DC. Not the DC Comics, Disney Channel. And we're, BSVDC. Where we're gonna be watching the greatest... And Disney Channel original movies that I'm sure you'll be able to find on YouTube. <laughs> but of course, also, in addition to that, if you go on there and donate a dollar, you get shouted out every single week as one of the patrons of the Patreon saint herself, Deborah Amor. So, you can be like Megan Bolden who gets shouted out every week. You could be like the greats who gets shouted out. T promise there's totally more than one. We promise. Mm -hmm. We we only we can only contractually do one shout out yeah, a week. Totally. We have to draw the name from a hat. Yep, <laughs> and it's really easy because there's only one name in the hat. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> then donate five dollars, and every week me and Blake will send you motivational videos to get you pumped up, get you going through the week, get you excited, and donate thirty dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Thirty, thirty dollars, ladies and gentlemen, and you will be put in to the single greatest subscription box of all time. The single greatest thing to ever grace your doorstep. Unless, like, maybe a fucking baby was there. I don't know. <laughs> Unless some Harry Potter shit went down. And you will be one of the many. The baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the BS booty box, ladies and gentlemen. Donate $30, you get a brand new shirt every single month, along with some extra goodies. We give you what you want every single week here on the BS example, Podcast. This week, you would have gotten an empty pack of spearmint eclipse flavored eclipse spearmint flavored gum. And a badly burned copy of H.E. Double Hockey Stick. Hockey. <laughs> uh, Don't forget the novelization of Men in Black 2. <laughs> uh, so... So Blake, I know, I know we we've always been Alabama boys, but I think we have to move. I feel bad, but oh, we no. have to move to a little state with a lot of attitude called Michigan. <laughs> because oh, isn't that isn't that where that one song that just completely rips off uh, that the guitar riff from uh, Sweet Home Alabama? <laughs> yes, Sweet uh, Home Michigan. <laughs> Sweet home Michigan. Sweet home. It was summertime in northern oh. Michigan. Oh, yeah, that, what is that, that song? That song is All Summer Long by Kid Rock. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Kid Rock song. Did you mean for that? Did you mean oh for that to lead God. in? Because oh, I fucking forgot what we were doing this segment. <laughs> oh, shit, that's beautiful. So, 
Welcome to a load of BS where when we successfully segue, we just talk about how good we segued instead of actually talking about the thing. But no, uh, apparently, we have two possible Republican senatorial candidates coming out of uh, coming out of Michigan, and I want to make sure the right man gets the seat because it's Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid fucking Kid Rock. It's just trying to ball with to bop his way into the fucking Senate. <laughs> now, what's what's weird is I'm on the Guardian right now reading about it, and apparently, it's not even kids' choice. Michigan Republicans, actual politicians, were considering asking him to run as a candidate. So real politicians were just like, you know what? He seems like a good pick. <laughs> he seems like who we need to go with. I like the idea that, like, Michigan Republicans are like, you know, there are a lot of celebrities that are not down with what we're doing right now. We need a celebrity endorsement. And <laughs> straight at the pit, I'm straight at the trailer. <laughs> uh, so, uh... You, so you need a candidate that's just straight out the straight trailer. Straight out the trailer. Well, the interesting thing is the fact... I thought Kid, like, was into it. Like, I thought Kid... But no, Kid has just been silent about it. Kid's just like, fucking, I'm, you know, I was in the fucking Larry the Cable Guy movie. You don't want me. <laughs> you don't want me oh, here. Fuck. Oh, there's this picture of Kid Rock that I remember, and he was just, he's just sitting, and he's staring, like, straight ahead, and he just looks real sad, because this is, like, 40-year-old Kid Rock. Aww. It's, like... Kid Rock that just realized that he is way past his prime and he just needs to hang that shit up. Uh, I think you were actually looking at a picture of Axl Rose. Uh, well, <laughs> like I said, Kid's actually being really quiet about the issue. Unlike the man who decided to be his opponent, fucking Ted Nugent. Like, I, Ted Nugent? Who apparently... What? Yeah! Uh, Ted Nugent declared that he too was interested in running by saying, If these GOP sons of bitches don't get it right this time, I'll come charge it in as the ultimate we the pissed off people, Mr. Fix-It, constant, constant, hold on, this motherfucker wrote constitutional, fire-breathing, shit-kicker candidate from hell. I'm sorry, is this something that really got written down? Yes. Is this an actual statement? Yes. What the fuck is going on in Michigan right now, Scotty? Uh, yeah, that's that's what the fuck he said. Well, the best man when the blue wall fell, it fell hard. <laughs> oh man, no, the best part is, oh, you think they can let them be Senate members for different parts? Like Kid Rock could be the part of the main hand, and then Nugent can be the hand on top. Um, I think you gotta have two different Senate races yeah. for that. Oh well, no. But you could totally do yeah, right? it. Um, well, the interesting thing is they've also kind of, you know, politics is a politics is a cruel mistress, and you've got to really get your issues out there and get where you stand on your issues. So uh, I'm gonna read you a few of these, uh, and we'll see how uh, Kid Rock feels about them versus Ted Nugent. Oh. Oh, oh, an ad started playing. All right, let's see. Immigration. Ted Nugent. Immigrant should have to wait five years before being granted American citizenship, during which time they should be treated like indentured servants. 
entire families of any child of an Ill illegal immigrant who is a gang member. What? Entire families of any child of an illegal immigrant who is a gang member should be deported and permanently barred for applying for citizenship. At one point, he even proposed shooting immigrant invaders. Oh my god. Uh, this is from a man who is running for Senate of a state that is literally across the country, on the other goddamn side of the country from Mexico. Um, well, no, the, my favorite... Oh, wait, he's talking about Canadian. Yeah, right? Well, that's one thing, but it also does lead into his new uh, iOS app, Immigrant Invaders, where it's it's a lot like Space Invaders, except it's a bunch of Canadians, and then he's at the bottom running across just shooting them. Um, Kid Rock stance on immigration. Thus far, he appears to have expressed no opinion. Man, they can just bow with the bow, whatever. Just bow with the bow, I don't give a fuck. You know what, I spent a lot of time as a cowboy. Uh, you know. Alright. Shout my share of vaqueros. Alright, the border wall. Ted Nugent. We need a real, full-length, undefeatable border fence built. All illegal men in America should be required to work on building the fence to be completed in one year. We would pay the minimum wage, provide food and shelter, and provide them English and American history classes at night. Everyone wins. Except everyone. <laughs> Man, you know, I knew Ted Nugent was a crazy son of a bitch. But I didn't know that Ted Nugent was a crazy son of now, a bitch. Now, uh, Kid Rock. Thus far, he appears to express no opinion on the proposed wall. My fucking... So... <laughs> terrorism. Ted Nugent. Make no mistake, the world is in a race to the finish with crazed, rabid, radical Muslims. The, cho oh boy. the choice is simple. It's religious freedom or subjugation, persecution, or death. Our generation doesn't have goose-stepping fanatical fascists or baton death-marching goons to exterminate. The threat the entire free world faces right here, right now, are fanatical Muslims who will not rest till all the non-Muslims are wiped out. These freaks! These freaks! Deserve the same fate freaks. as the Third Reich and the kamikazes. What? Oh, man. I didn't know that the radical Muslims were working on nukes with all of the resources of the fucking Third Reich. <laughs> Nugent takes the view that any Muslim who is not constantly condemning Islamic terrorism is themselves guilty. Your silence equals guilt. Nope, that's not how that works. That is not how the law works, Ted. <laughs> Ted, I just want to make sure that you know that that's not how things fucking Kid work. Kid Rock! Thus far... He's <laughs> he appears to express no opinion on terrorism. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's see. Let's let's throw in Man, I really, really hope that Kid Rock wins. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well I don't even think kids are where he's running at this point. <laughs> That's so point. Alright, uh let's see. Gun control. Would we like to guess what Ted Nugent thinks about gun control? Uh, hold on, let me send you this picture I just found of Ted Nugent just holding up his fucking guns. <laughs> and that's not a metaphor, he's just got a bunch of assault rifles in his hand. <laughs> like, more than one? 
Let's see. I think it's only two. He might have a guitar in there as well. <laughs> Very much opposed to gun control, as he has stated frequently and forcefully, the greatest civilization is one where all citizens are equally armed and can only be persuaded, never forced. Unarmed and helpless is evil's best friend. Oh, I got you that 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 good oh picture. Oh my god! That, this is such a wonderful, I wonderful really thing like, that we have stumbled. I really like to think Ted Nugent is uh, actually Thunderbird's alter ego. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Yeah. Kid Rock is actually talking. Like, like no, not Nugent, Nugent, an opponent, though not quite as obsessed. He told the Observer, I'm always buying more guns. I have everything from a civil war. I'm sorry? <laughs> I have everything from a Civil War cannon to an MP5 and old police guns. If someone invades your house, yeah, you can shoot them. I don't think crazy people should have guns. Well, he is already head and shoulders above every other Republican that I've ever had the not privilege this to... This fucker! Had, like... Hold on. No, no, no. Politics aside... Kid Rock owns a fucking cannon? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool as shit. You're just like, yeah, I've just got this. Um, he told Piers Morgan he was not in favor of control, though he has accepted that there are some people with mental health problems who should not be allowed assault weapons, just guns for home protection, and who should be flagged up by family members. All right. Well, that. I have issues with that, but I'm not not it's like not as free, bad free as toting. it's not as bad as Nuge. It's not as bad as the Nuge. Off his fucking rocker, Ted Nugent. All right, let's see the Black Lives Matter movement. Nope, just gonna move past that one. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's a good call. An Was it that bad? Anti-Semitism. I don't. No, oh, fuck. Okay. I didn't want to read this one, but I do because what Kid Rock says on anti-Semitism is actually pretty badass. Uh, first, let's start with uh, fucking the Nuge. Uh, last February, he posted on Facebook images of 12 advocates of gun control, each of whom had the Israeli flag printed over their faces, naming New York City Mayor Mikey Bloomberg as among those who were punks opposed to self-defense. He then posted a photo of Nazis rounding up Jews, comparing it to Americans being asked to give up guns, describing them as soulless sheep to slaughter. After being widely criticized, including by opponents of gun control, mm -hmm. even the people who were like, look, we get what you're trying to... Don't help us. Don't help <laughs> us. Please stop. You are that part that we don't want to talk about. He apologized. Can I say oy vey? I sincerely apologize for my irresponsible reposting of such a nasty and offensive meme. God, it's like he just pu he pulled one foot out of his mouth and the other one just shot right the fuck up there. I do like to think he pronounces meme as may may. <laughs> reposting a nasty and offensive may may. In my rush between songwriting jams and musical recording frenzy, all I saw was the image of people dedicated to disarm us. I made no connection whatsoever to any religious affiliation. I'm sorry! <laughs> Fucking Nazis! Israeli flag- Okay, fuck it. Now on to Kid Rock. 
On at least one occasion, Kid Rock has expressed his admiration for the Jewish people. They just fucking got 50 caliber fucking guns in Israel. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they'll unload on <laughs> They'll unload on anybody. Fuck with us, we'll fuck you up. That's my motto in life. Be nice to everybody. But if someone fucks with you, fuck them up. <laughs> We're fucking safe. Oh my god. We're fucking saving your country, basically. When it was pointed out to him that Israeli and Jewish were not the same thing, he replied, same thing. I say tomato, you say... No, hold on. Same thing. You say tomato, I say fuck off. <laughs> Kid fucking rock. Kid fucking rock. Kid. Uh, fuck yeah, Kid rock. Oh Did Kid God, Rock not just fucking... win you back with that? You were like, I don't know. And then he's just like, hey, damn, they don't give a fuck. Israelites are awesome. You know that's not the same oh. as a Jewish person, right? Ah, it's the same shit. Fuck off. Fuck, fuck it. you. Fuck off. I think T Kid Rock has made himself the clear and present victor in my heart. Uh, let's see. Uh, climate change. Ted Nugent. Not happening. The whole global warming lie is a giant international environmental scam and hoax designed to control people by instigating fear and panic. And, in his final, his final message to the American people, Kid Rock, thus far, he appears to have expressed no opinion on climate change. <laughs> oh... I think he's he's got fucking. He's got my vote. Kid Rock. Kid Rock has my vote. I'll move to Michigan just to vote for Kid Rock. Oh my god! I really hope that like even during his like, like during the running, like when he has to go into debates, kid, what is your uh, what is your opinion on the tax taxation of Michigan uh, Michigan schools? Uh, no opinion. <laughs> Oh, that, that roaring fucking applause <laughs> to do. Yeah. Oh. No, no opinion. No opinion. It is, all of his like political rallies are just people that are like, they're just heckling him to sing. <laughs> and they just turned, like his rallies just turned into Kid Rock concerts. <laughs> oh my God, I would so vote for Kid Rock if he just came out. Kid Rock, what do you have to say about uh, about the pollution of the beautiful lakes of Michigan? Well, I have to say, I'm gonna be a cowboy, baby! <laughs> uh, well, you know, Mr. Moderator, that reminds me of a uh, of a summer that I had <laughs> here in northern Michigan. <laughs> Let me sing it to you. Uh. <laughs> See, okay, I, I'd also like to think, like, I wonder what the question is when he's like, so, uh, Kid Rock, what do you think about the uh, deregulation of drugs in uh, Michigan? Let me tell you about this one summer where we were buying different things. We were smoking funny things. We were trying different things. We were smoking funny I smoked a lot of funny things. Uh and they love Out by the Lake to my favorite song. And it wasn't Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. 
God, I'm just trying to think of more shit in the fucking Kid Rock. Let's see. <laughs> just looking over the Kid Rock discography. <laughs> I really am. Um, let's see. Well, of course, there are hit songs like You Never Met a Motherfucker Quite Like Me. Uh, <laughs> Ball Went to Ball. Uh, Rock and Roll Jesus. Scotty, I think you're missing Redneck Paradise. I just saw... I believe you're missing Jesus and Bocephus. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I got that one. Ain't enough whiskey. Kid Rock, a 2018. I am the bull god. <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> I am the bull god is kind of fucked up. What happened to Kid Rock, man? Uh, he's running for Senate in Michigan. Bam, bam, Whoa, that's awesome. I'm the Bull God was written as a tribute song to Monster Magnet. Who I only know it's... from one joke that, um, uh, fucking, oh God, what is his name? The comedian who is really, he's dead and he's high all the time. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg okay. wrote a song about monster. Wrote a joke about Monster Magnet. That's all I know about them. And apparently, Kid Rock wrote a song about Monster Magnet. And oh, he wrote a. He wrote a. He wrote another. <laughs> he wrote a song about Mitch Hedberg too, called "Back from the oh, Dead." Oh no! <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, Yoda Lynn in the Valley, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support us on our quest. To go to Michigan and get Kid Rock for Senate, head on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Pick you up some shirts, pick you up some merch, buy you a book. There's only one, it's mine on the website. Pick you up a book, pick you up a poster, pick you up some badass t-shirts we got over there. Especially in our new clearance section, where you can get, honestly, my favorite design we've ever come up with, which was the Momoa Club shirt. You can get that on clearance, $5 off, it's only $20. And you can get all of these lovely things over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Now, Blake, uh, when's the last time what? you whacked it? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I saw this picture of John Cena, and ah! you were talking just now. Oh, that's so. great. It's Cena playing with a Nintendo Switch. Wait, what? I, I was just marveling at how this Nintendo Switch can float. What? It's just a Nintendo Switch. Did you not see the picture? Oh, it's a you can't see just, me. Fuck off. You can't. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I. Do you want a real answer to this? No, I don't want a real answer to this. I just want to let you know. Okay, because I was about to say you don't know want to know what happened thirty minutes before we started recording. I just wanted to let you know you've been doing it wrong this whole time, and to teach us. How to successfully jack. We're on jackinworld.com, the ultimate male masturbation resource. God, I knew I should have been worried when you wouldn't tell me what oh, this was. Oh my god, it's been since 1996. Dedicated to former U.S. Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders. What? Did she do something? Did Jocelyn Elders like do something fucked up? Hold on. Well, looking it up. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Comments on... Jocelyn Elder's masturbation. Comments on human sexuality and termination. 
1994, she was invited to speak at a United States Nations conference on AIDS. She was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of pre- as a means of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. And she replied, I think it's part of human sexuality and perhaps it should be taught. This remark caused great controversy and resulted in elders losing the support of the White House? What the fuck? So Jocelyn Uh, Elders, uh, the great-grandmother of Jack in it. (laughs) I mean, think, think about all of the, like, horrible sex acts that would never have been invented if people had listened to her and just let the young people whack it. I mean, we never would have had all of those uh, situations where people got their nuts stuck in other people's butts. (laughs) You know, that was a real problem around that that time. Nut butt syndrome. Is that this is which is also known as sixth base or oh my god my balls are in your ass sixth base. So um, well you act like that uh, that uh, messing around is only exclusive for two people, but Jacket World has a series of exciting things to try. Um, let's let's they actually have a lot of categories. Let's check out objects and substances. <laughs> I was about to say, how many people does it go up to? Goes up to two. It goes up to two on here, on well on oh. Jack and World. Because remember, Jack and World is just the male masturbation resource. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go with Sergeant <laughs> Pepper. Oh, no. Roasted. Oh my God. Roasted red sweet peppers out of a jar have the consistency of a vagina or the inside of a mouth without the teeth. Oh, God. But why? Insert your penis into one of these peppers while holding the pepper in your hand. Warning, do not use hot peppers. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You remember that time that you put toothpaste on your dick? Yeah, we've talked about it on here before. No, yeah, I know, but I I feel like it would be a similar situation. Hold on. Let's see. Is toothpaste on here? <laughs> There's the blanket rub, the ice, the hump, hump, hump your boat, the sock puller, uh, the pillow pumper, the shower massage, cool as a cucumber. <laughs> How about pasta, pasta, pasta? <laughs> it doesn't involve pasta, well, does it? Well, so you cook some noodles in boiling water. Pour off the excess and let them cool. Then make a penis-sized hole, which should be fairly stuck together at this stage. Then you just ram that shit in there, baby. Then away you go. The wet pasta should be enough for a lube. Caution, don't be too eager to avoid burning yourself. The pasta must have cooled long enough so you can hold a finger inside without without any problem. Also, please don't serve the pasta to your family afterwards. (laughs) You gotta gotta stick a finger up in that pasta to make sure it's good and ready. Sometimes you gotta get two or three up in there. (laughs) Let's see. uh, The fantastic sucking zucchini. Get a large zucchini or cucumber. The texture is different. Try both. About eight inches long and two inches wide. Slice off the stem end. Oh, God, I hope they meant the cucumber. Put it in the microwave for a minute or two. This softens the material. Then take a knife and slowly hollow it out, being careful not to puncture the skin. Once again, I hope they made the cucumber. Try it on for size after it's cool. Now lube up. 
you might not need as much as you think. <laughs> oh. The natural moisture inside helps. After you get going, alternately squeeze and release the vegetable. This will create a sucking action since the air inside cannot escape. <laughs> it, makes, it makes a wonderful little popping sound every time you break that seal. Even if the air does get out, this technique does seem to work. Alright, let's see. What else do we have? We're out of objects and substances. We've got lube recipes, simulators, foreskin fun. Do they, do they have anything about sticking your dick into a bag of marshmallows? Because I could test that theory out right now. Marshmallows involved on it. I would think they'd be too sticky. Please put them down. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen a bowl of pasta? Do you know how sticky that shit gets? Let's see. That's why you gotta get that, that finger up there yeah, to loosen it up. Get a little moist. Uh, here we go. Lube recipes. Oh, God, this is called fake semen lube. <laughs> because the thing that I want to jack myself off with <laughs> is gorgeous. I already keep a bit of that saved up just for special Combine occasions. the wet. Oh, God, was that in the fucking... Was that in the old-fashioned you made the last time I was there? <laughs> I, ma I no, ma made some homemade bitter, Scotty. Let's see. Combine the wetness of hand lotion with the stickiness of KY jelly by blending them. Like, it's not really creative, this website. It's like, we're not going to give you a recipe. Just if you want these two things together, just fucking put them together. Do whatever. So it's like, do you want some lube? You need to take some lube. And you just mix it with other Ex shit, and you've got more Experi lube. Experiment with ratio. You can end up with a mixture that has the appearance and consistency of semen. Recommended if you want to try masturbating with semen. Because, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> that's totally a thing. <laughs> that's a thing that people think of. Okay, this one entices me. Jello lube. Homemade jello-based oh. lubricant. Cup of water, cup of baby oil, and a packet of jello. Throw all of these into a blender and mix until smooth. Pour and away you go. What? And <laughs> away you go. Just, just dip your wick into that hot ass jello <laughs> mixture. Well, it doesn't even say like prepare the jello like normal. It's just like hey, it's just we we fucked up. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Alright, if you really want a good time, you just squat over that bowl and dip your balls in. Alright, now... Th and then just let the jello form, and then you've got a perfect, perfect hole in the shape All of your right, balls. Alright, I found... These are just basic variations. These, uh, these don't need props. So, uh, I'm gonna read them out, and you just stop me when you hear one you're curious about. The vagina. Oral simulation. Circle and stroke. The infinite vagina. Okay. Infinite I'm gonna have to stop you there. <laughs> the infinite vagina. Is this gonna bring some like great like universal revelations to my mind? Well, uh, okay. Am I going to think that there's no <laughs> vagina deeper, wider, or more existential? It goes on forever. Make a fist. Am I going to like incept myself into this vagina? What you do, son? <laughs> like I'm your father, teaching you the birds and the bees. <laughs> You make a fist with your right hand, but instead of grabbing your penis, put it in front of the head. Then push your penis through the fist, and when your pe the head is about to pop out, continue the tunnel with your left hand. That way you're perpetually <laughs> penetrating the vagina. 
like a rope. <laughs> next, next, do you want to try the uh, trapped in a fucking box <laughs> vagina? Oh, do you want the invisible? Oh, I'm box? sorry, I just found one. I'm very curious about the scrotum hook. This one's scary. Place your me. hand over your penis in a normal backhand grip. <laughs> and then you just pap, pap, pap. I love that there's like the backhand, the fore. It's like fucking playing tennis. Uh, hook your index finger and your middle finger under your scrot and masturbate normally. The increased stimulation of your scrotum adds to your pleasure. If you normally fondle your scrotum with your non-masturbating hand, this technique frees it up to stimulate some other part of your body. Like, I don't know. Play on like, your phone or some shit. I'm trying to work out the logistics of this. Hold on a this. second. Give me a minute. And I, oh, I'm not, shit. Are we both grabbing our dicks right now trying to figure this out? Are what? we both grabbing our dicks attempting to figure this out? Um, I'm not going to say <laughs> yes, but I'm also not going to lie. to the episode where we're both grabbing our dicks. See, this is one of those times where I'm glad we still don't record in the same place. I don't... <laughs> it's like, is it, is it just me or do the balls, your balls get in the way? Or do I just have massive balls? <laughs> well, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let's make sure we've got this down right. Backhand. Okay, okay, right. wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I'm going wrong. I'm going for... I'm going... I'm not doing the backhand with it. Uh, I'm not... I was doing the fist, apparently. Um... Does it have a fucking infographic? This is the backhand. This is the like, fist. They're very like, different. Uh, it does. I'm staring at, like, a wonderfully rendered pencil drawing of a hand just grasping a dick. <laughs> a pencil drawing? You know? Now that I know where I'm going with this, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. <laughs> All right, I'm going to quit before... Oh, no. That gets weird. Uh, okay, now let's go with the Indian burn. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, I can I can imagine Remember what this is. Remember in junior is. high how a bully would always give you an Indian burn on your arm? You know, in junior high in the 1950s. This is where the arm is grabbed <laughs> with both hands and the hands are twisted in opposite directions, like you're wringing out a wet towel. On a smaller scale and with less force, you can use this technique on your penis. Lubes required. Grab it with, <laughs> grab it with both hands and give it a gentle Indian burn. <laughs> a gentle Indian burn. I can't burn. remember who. I swear to God, I think one of my friends, like the first time they jacked it, they thought an Indian burn is how you did it. <laughs> so they were just like, like twisting, twisting themselves to pain. You know, this is this is just not doing it for me. Am I weird? Right. Uh, this is to ap appeal to your inner Star Trek fan, the Mister Spock. Oh God! There's a fucking pic there's a pencil. This one actually has like art with it. Like there's coloring and everything. After getting an erection, take some baby oil or any lube of your choice. Rub it over your penis, head, shaft, and scrotum. Put some lube on your dominant hand and make sure to put some extra in between your middle and fourth finger. Separate your fingers oh. on each side to make the Spock sign and slowly slide your hand up and down and at the same time massage your scrotum and testicles. 
<laughs> Vary the speed and pressure and you'll take yourself to where no man has gone before. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> Number one. Let's see. Spark it and lock it. <laughs> now I hand, lay my hand down to sleep. Starting on your hands and knees, lay your right forearm down on the floor and rest your head on it. This sounds like a fucking yoga position. Get an erection by using your left hand. If you do it right, by the time you become... Oh, okay, it's kind of a sleeper. If you do it right, by the time you become erect, your right hand will fall asleep and lose its feeling. When you begin stroking yourself with your right hand, it'll almost feel like someone else is doing it for you. Just to remind you how oh. lonely you are. So it's like a ghost yeah, hand. Yeah, it's a ghost hand, except you also, you know, get in a nice, a nice, uh, some nice yoga in between it. Oh my god! Cards in oh. bicycle spokes! This one's different. Oh. Hold your erect penis oh. at the base with your left hand and spread a... Wait, does it start out saying this one's yes, different? Yes, it does! <laughs> spread apart the fingers of your right hand. Holding your penis straight up, move your right hand back and forth so the head bumps against your fingers rapidly. If you've ever put playing cards on the spokes of your bike to make it sound like a motorcycle, you'll know where the name comes from. No lube necessary. What? <laughs> it just, it just, just, you just hear. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making my bike sound really my cool, mom. It's so fine. Cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Blake, you're 24 years old. <laughs> Why don't I have a granddaughter yet? <laughs> oh, oh my god. So, Blake, what did you learn this week? You've learned so much. God, I've learned that Spock can take you where no one has ever gone before. <laughs> Oh my god. And I have learned that jackandworld.com is now my new homepage on my computer. <laughs> oh, so Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Oh, in hell, uh, <laughs> primarily. Um, Beelzebub, ha she has come, <laughs> Danny DeVito's wife. Uh, she's come to take me there. She's coming for you next, Scotty. She will never... <laughs> She'll never defeat me, for I know of her collapsible chair trick. <laughs> chair trick. She collapsed my chair, like, right on me first thing. But I have folding chairs. Oh! No! But you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, you can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. You'll probably find me there. I might be doing more videos. I don't know. And, and you will also find me reading the novelization of Men in Black 2. <laughs> and you can find me on jackandworld.com. <laughs> slash users. Slash Scotty no, Emo. Slash Jack Action. So you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. Same name on the Instagram. You can find my book, Queasel Corp. That's Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. You can find that on Amazon. Listen to the Queasel Corp podcast, which, by the way, I got called out because um, I haven't actually posted any of the Queasel Corp audiobook shit yet. Just because, like, <laughs> due to money, I haven't been able to officially, like, get the podcast going. But this week, it's officially going up, so make sure to listen to that and get all that going. 
and oh then, boy. and as always, you can find both of us at a load of pure BS.com. You can give us your money on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Buy our merch, merch.com, merch.com, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can find us on Facebook. And then, as always, you can find both of us on the Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, bitches. And we will see y'all asses next week. Yeah. Engage. Number one.